and welcome to this week's episode of the Better Than Fine podcast. I'm your host, Arlene Marshall, and this is our last episode of 2022. And I can't help but take a moment at the top of the show to just savor that. Uh, It's been a wild year for Better Than Fine. We transitioned this show from being a fully independent show to being on the NASM Podcasting Network, which was a boon to me personally, to the growth of the show. I am so grateful to our producer, Eric, all of the hard work that he does on the backside of this show so that I can continue to focus on the content and you, our listeners, and the community that we're building around the show. And I just want to take a moment to appreciate that. Um, Back when I was as a personal training manager, I used to tell my new baby trainers uh, that a trainer without clients is somebody who likes to work out. And I feel like a podcaster without listeners is just somebody who likes to talk a lot. Uh, So the show isn't any good without all of you. Uh, So in addition to thanking our supporters at NASM, my producer, Eric, I also want to thank you, our listeners, our loyal audience. I know some of you have been with us. This is the end of our third year doing this show. Uh, And it just means so much to me that as a kid who was told a lot that she talks too much as a little kid, uh, now I get to come on here and use that skill for something that benefits many, many people. Um, and we've got some great lineup set up for the start of 2023. So we'll take a little break next week. We're going to have a legacy episode. Uh, and then we're going to come back in full force with some really brilliant minds and some really creative sharing for you and some other cool goodies uh, stacked up coming in 2023. Um, so all right, enough of gushing. I guess I got to do the actual podcast now instead of uh, just emoting all over my camera here and my microphone. Um, so, you know, over 10 years ago, I used to have this blog called Urban Amazon. Uh, and it's always funny to look back on the projects that you've had, that you've tried in the past, when you thought you knew something and then you learn a lot more and then you reflect back on what you really didn't know. And back when I was writing Urban Amazon, I came up with this goal setting and motivation system. And I thought I was very, very clever because I based it on RPG, like role playing, tabletop and video games. And essentially what you would do is you'd figure out all of the goals, all the different things that you wanted to accomplish. And then you'd assign a points value to all those different goals and things that you were working on. And then if you had a really big, big goal, you break it down to increments and you give all the increments points. And the whole idea is that you'd be leveling yourself up just like you would in a video game. And you're treating yourself like an RPG. So you'd get your points and then you'd buy yourself, you know, like presents or assets or whatever to grow you towards your bigger goals. And I still really like that video game RPG metaphor, but eventually I hit a wall with it. And it was this feeling that I'd been playing a video game of someone else's life, right? I had this long to-do list of habits that I do to get points, but it was so long of a list that I couldn't really see myself in it anymore. And if I didn't do the list, I'd feel a sense of shame. Um, It was kind of like I wasn't, you know, rising and grinding hard enough and I was so conditioned to be a type A high achiever that if I didn't do it, I kind of would fall apart a bit. And eventually that's what happened. I lost momentum. 
I wasn't really like integrating these habits that I had built this whole system around. And it demotivated me to a point that I didn't want to do any of it anymore. And I just kind of hit that fall apart wall that felt like failure. And that was a decade before pandemic time. But I know a lot of people who in the last few years, there's been this kind of pivot point where they get that feeling and struggle through it. And honestly, what I think of is that I've learned a lot from that feeling. And I know a lot of clients and friends and students who have too. And I think one of the most important things we're all kind of getting out of this is that maybe for a lot of us, this rind and rise and grind culture is really inauthentic. And it's not really who we want to be when we grow up. Now, to look at this a little bit closer, this time of year, why this intro, why this episode right now, you know, there is a ton of information out there about how ineffective what most people do with the new year is, right? New year's resolutions don't work. We definitely know that. There's a lot of goal setting models out there, but they don't really fit in reality and they don't really help people long-term. But on the other side of that, is this very real effect of the fresh start that a new year, a new week, a new month, even a new day can give us. Like that's a very real phenomenon that we experience. Like, okay, it's the new year. What do I want the next year to be like? So if we know what we were doing before isn't working for everybody, for a lot of people, and we know that this effect is very real, people want to try new things at the new year. What do we do? Like what's the right way, I'm putting it in quotes, to do this New Year's thing. And the first thing I really want to throw out there is there is no right way. There is no one strategy or one perfect answer, even within the same person. Not everything works for everybody all the time. And so what we need is enough of a framework to kind of put like bumpers on the bowling lane of the new year, but enough freedom and malleability that it can grow and change with us, right? Too much freedom is overwhelming. It's good to have a plan, but we don't want a plan that doesn't actually fit. So with all that context, we come to today's episode of the show, which is your 2023 wellness plan. So a wellness plan is a flexible process-oriented roadmap for someone's ongoing wellness journey. And the goal of the wellness plan isn't to be perfectly optimized in every detail of your life. It's not to set a million goals. It's not to give those goals point systems and level you up like a video game. Uh, The whole point of a wellness plan is to make sustainable adjustments to your habits with the goal that any changes that you do make become integrated into your sense of self, into your life, so that you're moving progressively toward wellness and wholeness, right? Like life is a journey. It's an ongoing process and your wellness should grow and change and morph as you do. Um, So all of that sounds good to me in theory. Uh, And we've talked about before on the show, you know, fitness is an outcome. It's a state that you're trying to gain or maintain, whereas wellness is this organic process. So your wellness plan Let's try that sentence again. Your wellness plan (laughs) relates to the practices that are within that process. So you learn from doing those practices, you apply that learning forward, 
And then you continually integrate what you're learning into positive and proactive ways into your life. Um, so to boil that all down to a delicious essence, you try things that you think are going to benefit you. You learn from those attempts like any good scientist should. And then you apply that learning forward in sustainable ways that works, dump what doesn't work, and keep a growth mindset about the whole thing. So today's episode with 2023, fast approaching, the last episode of this year, it's about building that wellness plan. What are the ideas that you want to be thinking about if you're ready to embrace a wellness approach to the new year? So get your notebooks handy. There are going to be plenty of journal prompts along the way. Um, there's also, I want to quickly plug, there is a blog post I just wrote for the NASM blog on this topic. So if you go to blog.nasm.org, there's written instructions, or you could go to www.darlene.coach, which is my website. And there you can get a guide, a journaling guide to go along with this episode too. Okay, let's get to it. You're listening to the Better Than Fine podcast. I'm your host, Darlene Marshall. And today's episode, how to build your 2023 wellness plan. And step one is you're going to want to start with a wellness vision. This is your personal projection of you doing well, right? You well. And the trick here, I think, is to be able to create that vision without over-idealizing, without perfectionism, or whatever other ism that we tend to project into the container of our future, right? So many of us have been taught through, you know, wellness marketing, fitness marketing, that we're going to idealize our outcomes. But what's the honest version of what you're working toward, and that's where you start with your wellness vision. So you could write this out like a narrative, you could draw it, you could make a vision board, but the idea underneath that is to communicate to yourself, what is it that you want? And, you know, I think that this is one of those places, if I, you know, just shamelessly plug coaching here, Helping to craft that vision, being guided in where am I over-idealizing, where am I holding back, what should I be thinking about, that can be a really useful spot for a coach to come in because we can ask the questions that help to unlock or process or challenge like whatever it is that's coming up as you're crafting that vision. Okay, so you want to build this vision. If you're someone that struggles with perfectionism, people-pleasing, shame, you know, any of those challenging emotional states, when you're thinking about that kind of dreaming, you might want to start with some kind of self-compassion exercise, which if you go back to April, there's an episode on self-compassion that might be helpful as you're building out your vision. Okay, so how do we build this vision? Have your journal handy, uh, get ready to take some notes, here we go. Um, and also plug, you could pause the episode if I drop a question that really is ringing the bell for you, pause the episode, write it out, and then come back. Um, so here we go. How do you want to feel as you move through 2023? What are the emotional states, the experiences that you want to prime for yourself that lend you toward wellness? So one example is I've been hearing a lot in my workshops lately that everyone feels so tired. <laughs> I feel like the big theme when I ask, like, what are your needs? People just keep saying like sleep, rest, downtime, time alone. They want to feel more energized, more connected. They want to feel fueled for their life and vitality. 
So those could all be states that you might write through. How do you want to feel on your journey through this year when you think about your wellness? What is it that you're trying to cultivate? And what were the valuable lessons that you learned in 2022 that you don't want to forget? You want to carry them forward into the new year. And with those lessons, are there any practices, any things that you're currently doing that you can give yourself credit, you're currently doing them, but also know that you don't want to lose as you carry into the new horizon of the next year. Another component of your wellness vision might be how you personally define wellness. Like what does your wellness look like and feel like and taste like? How do you experience wellness? What does that look like for you as you currently understand it? And then I want you to imagine yourself in December of 2023, one year from when I'm recording this or a year from when you're listening to it, doesn't matter what, but a year from now, You've really committed and opened yourself up to this idea of a wellness vision and a wellness journey, and you've learned a whole lot along the way. What does wellness feel like and look like to you at that point? One year from now, what does your wellness mean to you now? So your wellness vision is yours. And the point of many of these tools is that they're highly customizable. Like I said before, not everything works for everyone all the time. So your wellness vision could be as short or as long as is useful to you. It could be as detailed or as broad as is useful to you. But I want to throw in there, investing time in the details of what you want to build for yourself as a feeling, as an experience, that is invaluable probably more so than the specific details of what you're going to do and how you're going to look. Um, because we know from motivation research that when you're invested in your truly internal value-based reasons for changing when it comes to your health and wellness, those things are much bigger drivers than specific practices or how you look or even weight loss, like anything to do with that. You're going to be far more motivated by your health, your well-being, your internal values, your purpose, your meaning. So if you can write your wellness vision with that in mind, that how you feel about it, how you relate to yourself is going to be a much more powerful driver than anything external. All right, so that's step one. You're listening to the Better Than Fine podcast. I'm your host, Arlie Marshall. We're writing your 2023 wellness plan. And step one was your wellness vision. Now, step two is to set some intentions and maybe set a few goals depending on where you're at in your own personal wellness journey. So a refresher, goals are outcome oriented. They are clear objectives with defined measurements. So this would be things like, I wanna bring down my A1C out of the pre-diabetic range, right? That's a really specific measurable outcome driven goal. I want to, be able to do a pull-up or finish a 5K or some other achievement-based outcome. Um, I want to make a consistent schedule that gives me enough time for sleep and make sleep a priority, right? I can measure if I'm doing that or not. So that's goals. Now, on the other side of that fence, we have intentions. Intentions are subjective. They focus on emotional experience and um, how we're going about something, like what's underneath the hood. And they guide our exploration, right? They are 
They are the whys underneath all of the what's. And a lot of times, um, you know, we're driven to set goals at places that maybe we're not even clear about what outcome we want. And so if you have from your wellness vision, some clear and unambiguous goals, you go right ahead and set them. Now, the goals that you set should meet a couple of criteria if they're going to be effective. So the first is be really clear about what you want to achieve and how you can measure it, right? So if I take that sleep example, I want at least four nights a week to set aside a nine hour window for consistent sleep and a reliable, consistent bedtime. And, you know, fortunately I've got like my, my little biometrics device here. I'm pointing in my ring on the YouTube here. Um, so I'll know if I did it or not. Right. Cause I've got a way to measure it. So first caveat for the goal, clear about what I want to achieve and measure it. Second is to feel motivated to overcome obstacles along the way. You know, you're ready to set a goal, if you would do anything you can within your power to get around an obstacle. Because if I set a goal and it doesn't mean that much to me, as soon as something gets in my way, I'm going to stop. And then if you're like me, you're a type A overachieving perfectionist people pleaser, you're going to feel real guilty about it. <laughs> so uh, if you're struggling with that, maybe you didn't have enough motivation to overcome the obstacles. So you know you're ready to set a goal, right? You're clear about what you want. You feel motivated to overcome obstacles. It aligns with your values and your big whys in life, right? You're not doing it to please anybody else. You're doing it because it aligns with who you are. And then the other criteria for a good goal is it's actually attainable, right? You don't want to set a goal that you can't get to. So if you've got something from your wellness vision that falls into that container, right? Clear about what you want, motivated to overcome obstacles, aligns with your personal values, and it's attainable, set that goal. And then from those goals, you could break them down into smaller chunks. Like what's your short term? What's your three month chunk that comes from that longer term goal in your wellness vision? So that's if you've got some goals. But for all of the other things that you want to work on in your wellness vision that don't have clear goals, or maybe it's not attainable right now, set some intentions. So this would be, how do you want to feel in 2023 and on your wellness journey in general? Like, how do you want to relate to your wellness behaviors? And what's the right kind of process feel like, progress, excuse me, feel like? This is actually my favorite question right now. What is the right kind of progress feel like? And when I think back over my career as a fitness professional, the decade that I spent working as a trainer, all of the times I've taught yoga, all of the times I've worked with clients on their goals, and I think how often did I have clients or did I personally engage in practices that felt awful? but I felt like I had to do them or I should do them or I was doing the please someone else or impress somebody else. And eventually I hit the tether of just being miserable and stopped. I gave up, I quit, I moved on to something else and I came up with a million reasons why. But really what's underneath it is because what I was doing didn't actually align with me. And had I paused to consider what would the right kind of progress feel like? Yeah, it might feel like work, but it would at least feel like work I wanted to do that aligns with my deep values and my big whys for why I'm here and what I'm working on. So set some intentions. What's the right kind of progress feel like to you? 
What attitude or approach do you want to have for your wellness in 2023? And what do you want to learn? And take that a step further. What would you be willing to work on that you could be uninvested in the outcome? Let me phrase that another way. What are you curious about? What are you invested in? What could you set an intention toward that you're doing the work without being invested in the outcome, right? Because the practice itself is worthwhile enough. Yeah, there's a lot there. So go ahead and pause it if you want to write that out. (laughs) So step two is setting goals and intentions for your wellness journey for 2023. All right, step three is actually making your wellness plan. This is where the planning part comes in. It's so funny. This is the shortest step, but it's the title of the episode and the whole tool. Everything else is building up to this this idea of this open-ended, malleable plan that carries you into your wellness journey, building your roadmap toward your wellness vision. So if you recognize where you are, you recognize where you want to go, you think about how you want to feel in the journey to get there, where do you envision yourself a month, three months, six months, a year from now? What are the touch points along that road? Recognizing that you might take some detours. So remember as you're building out your plan that the most successful behavior trained strategies, you choose one thing that you are 100% ready to change in your life. And then you step forward into that change with a growth mindset, right? This recognition that progress is not linear, that you're going to have setbacks. But fortunately, hopefully, in step two, you set goals that you're ready to work through and overcome the obstacles because you actually care that much about getting that goal. So if you need a refresher on growth mindset, there is an episode from August 25th Go back and check that one out um, if you're struggling with the growth mindset thing. But to circle back here, you're making a plan and the most successful behavior change strategy is to choose a single area of your life that you are ready to work on, changing one thing at a time that you are 100% ready to change. So what are you ready to work on first? When you look back at your wellness vision, at your goals and intentions, What's the one thing that you're 100% ready to change, the intention underneath it, and then it starts making a plan. What roadblocks do you see coming up in this first bit of the year? And maybe we're talking about a month, maybe we're talking about six weeks, maybe we're talking about a quarter, depends on what you're working on. What resources would be helpful if you get stuck or you get frustrated? What will you likely have to change day to day to move in the right direction? So for example, let's say that you're decide, you know what, I'm committing. I am going to get movement every day for my mental health. And I look around and I figure out what movement is the right thing for me. And okay, in my schedule after work is the best time. But you've gotten in the habit the last few months of after work, three, four days in the week, you go for drinks with your work friends. Well, that's going to have to change. And you might need to have a conversation with your work friends. Maybe you could even motivate them to join you, right? Because the next prompt is who can support you along the way. Maybe you're recognizing, okay, I'm going to have to change. It's going to change my social life a lot. I want to bring those along with me. Or maybe I can figure out who are the friends that already have a healthful behavior that I want to align with. 
And so there's got to be a willingness to change your other factors in your life to support whatever area it is that you're working toward. And then is there anything that you need to learn or shift to make this change possible? And that might be your mindset, your mood, your relationships, your spending habits, some skills you need to learn, some stuff you need to get. There's a lot of different puzzle pieces that could fit in. And this is why you start by focusing on one area of your life and you change the things that you're 100% ready to change. Because maybe you're not ready to totally give up drinking in that example I was just uh, unpacking. But maybe it's, okay, I could do it. I could do it three nights a week. All right, now you've got your wiggle room of where you're at, where you wanna go and what you're ready to change right now. And then you do it and you see how that changes you. And then the plan evolves as you do. So all of these variables come together to build out the first phase of your wellness journey. And I want to highlight, you don't have to know every single step between here and a year from now to make the plan worthwhile. It's just got to be the next step. So to recap these steps so far, step one was making your wellness vision. Step two, setting some goals, setting some intentions, doing it in a way that aligns with you and actually is effective. Step three was to make that plan of the first phase. And step four is to take immediate doable action, which we're going to unpack. You're listening to the Better Than Fine podcast. I'm your host, Darlene Marshall. And today we're talking about making your 2023 wellness plan. If you want written instructions, you can go to blog.nasm.org. If you want a guide to do along with this, go to the website, darlene.coach. The signup's right there in the pop-up. So this step four, taking immediate doable actions. And I'm going to break this down into two parts. So the first is, what's an immediate action you could do right now that moves you towards your first phase? And the idea here is that you're committing through action, right? That thinking about change and making movement toward change are not the same thing. And if you've listened to this show long enough, you know that embodied practice, bringing it into your nervous system, bringing it into how you feel about yourself is a step into bringing it into reality. So taking an immediate action. Now this might be going out and buying the sneakers you need for the gym. This might be calling that friend who you know you need for accountability. This could be getting your training plan, getting your clothes laid out. This could, you know, it could be so many number of things. But the idea here is that you've got to do something to hold you accountable to your best intentions. And then the second part of this doable action thing is just mapping out what are my next few steps after this first step. So you don't have to think about it. So that you don't have to know the whole plan, but you know the next, you know, four or five steps, the next week, the next two weeks. So that on the day that you didn't sleep that great, or you're in a bad mood, or the friend calls and says, let's go to the bar, that you don't get distracted, that you stay invested in that thing that you want. You don't have to know the whole journey, just the next few steps. That way it keeps your momentum going. And then the final piece of this whole wellness plan puzzle is to set aside the regular intervals that you will revisit this plan. 
So I've said it a few times in this episode, wellness plans are meant to be malleable. They're supposed to grow and evolve and change as you learn things along your wellness journey, because you're not static. You're going to continue to evolve and the plan should evolve along with you. So you could build some kind of regular practice, maybe for a little more woo-woo, you could build yourself a ritual where you go back and you revisit your wellness plan. You revise along with what you've learned, and then you apply your learning as you go in your life. So the way this shows up for me is I have a daily touch point on purpose and direction. So something that keeps whatever it is that I'm working on that hasn't fully integrated yet at the top of my mind. And I make sure to touch that habit, that practice, that reminder every day at the same time that I think about my purpose and meaning. And that is a daily practice around purpose and intentional action. And then I have a weekly check-in and I do this at the same time that I make my to-do lists and my grocery lists for the week. I've baked it in that I'm going to revisit what are my monthly and my medium term, like my quarterly goals so that I can continue to break those down into like, what am I going to do this week to renew the well? to keep the momentum going toward those monthly and quarterly goals. And then about once a quarter, I revise, I revisit the whole shebang. I don't do a full rewrite on the whole wellness vision and wellness plan. Um, I do that every six months, but once a quarter, I just touch base. What's the next phase of what I'm working on? How do I check in? What are my intentions? What are my longer term goals? What needs adjusting? What needs to get pushed back or thrown out? I've definitely had times that I have learned something about myself that have caused me to completely remove a whole subset of what I'm doing where I'm like, nope, that never aligned. I was just really aggressively marketed to in a way that doesn't fit me in it. So let's recap the whole thing here. So step one is your wellness vision. Step two is if you've got goals, set them. But if not, Build out some intentions, some places you want to explore or maybe tweak until you learn enough to set a concrete goal. Step three, make a plan. And I think the sticky wicket as I'm unpacking this is, what if you've got intentions and not goals? Well, your intentions might push you in a direction and the plan becomes learn everything you can, right? If, if Let's take that sleep example. I could have an intention. I want to get better rest, but I don't really know that much about sleep. Well, maybe my make a plan, my first step is buy a couple of books and learn about sleep so that I can start making adjustments that are informed to my life. So you can still make a plan, even if you don't have a specific measurable goal, you could make a plan around an intention. So step three is make a plan. Step four, take a doable action right now. Bet it into your life. And then there's this unofficial step five of giving some structure for how you're going to revisit the strategy, how you're going to revise it as you go. Where are you going to refresh and renew the well so that you can keep falling up, showing up fully and authentically in a aligned way for yourself in your own wellness vision? Um, I'm going to plug one more time the blog post for this, nasm.org. Uh, and then if you want a free workbook, you can find it at the website darlene.coach or it's up on LinkedIn um, it's in my link tree on Instagram. Very easy to find. Shoot me a DM if you can't find it. I'm easy to find. Um, so that is the 2023 wellness vision and the last few moments here of 2022 on Better Than Fine. 
Um, I'd love to hear any feedback you have on this episode, on the show in general. Um, any thoughts, feelings, don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, you can email me. It's info at darlene.coach. You can find me on Instagram, which is also darlene.coach, or on LinkedIn. Easy to find there is Darlene Marshall. If you're a fan of the show, I hope you've already subscribed. Thank you to everyone who's recently written reviews. Um, they're very kind to read. And of course, if you share about the show on socials, go ahead and tag me. I'd love to hear from you. And I want to close out by just, again, thank you for this incredible year. Thank you to our producer, Eric. Happy whatever it is that you celebrate. And I genuinely hope that you are safe and well going into 2023. And thank you for being a fan of this show. Thank you.